I'm excited for this series that we've put together to kick off our year together. Um, junior high, we're going to be going through this series. High school's also going to be doing it, but it'll be a little different for them. And uh, it is called Who You Bringin', okay? Who You Bringin'. And this is something that I have been, like, seriously, um, like, wanting to push with junior high ministry and trying for us to push for several years is like, guys, we talked about this, I don't know, maybe a month or so ago when I taught on a Tuesday night over the summer. But the idea is that as believers in Christ, as people that have been affected by the gospel, that know the story of Jesus, that realize what has been done for their life and for their eternity. That's all of us, most of us, right? Hopefully we've all been affected by that. And so our job, the light that was lighting up the t-shirt just fell down on its own. It was funny. I saw it happen. All right. It's our job as believers, if we have been affected by the gospel, by the story and life and death and resurrection of Jesus, it's our job to bring others with us into that. And so for the next several weeks, I want to ask you guys, I want to challenge you, I want to beg you to think through who you bring in. Yeah, just go ahead and listen. I'll talk, you'll listen. It'll be a great 20 minutes, okay? We'll be awesome. It'll, we'll be a team. Who you bring in? Because this does not just exist for you guys to come and be entertained, I'm not here just for you. If you have been changed and saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, it's your job to bring other people to experience that. And as we kick off this series, I want to be honest and straight up with you guys. If you believe in Jesus and what he did on the cross and in his resurrection, then you get to spend eternity in heaven and your friends that don't believe that will spend eternity in in hell. There's only two options. Can you stop talking? Otherwise, you're going to have to step out. There's only two options. You can't fake your way into a relationship with Jesus. You can't fake your way into eternity in heaven. You can't work your way. You can't stumble into it. You can't believe another religion. There's no other God that will get you there. So you need to bring other people with you. And so for the next four weeks, that's what, that's what we're saying. That's the name of the series, but that's our question for you guys. Who you bring in? Every week you should have somebody new here. Man, the best thing that could happen to this ministry is if this room got too small. If our small groups had to get split up, and I know when we do that, you guys are like, but I want to be with so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah, but think about the good things that are happening. Your group got so big because you brought more people to know you, to know God, right? So who you bring in? We're gonna walk through this book. This is our featured resource that we've got for the month. It's called Turning Everyday Conversations into Gospel Conversations. I think we've got a picture of it that can come up on the screen. There it is. Uh, and we also are selling it at our resource counter. So uh, what we're gonna be doing, we're gonna be walking through this book, and this is all about how do you just... Turn the conversations that you have with people every day, with your friends, how do you turn that into a conversation about Jesus? How many of you guys have ever been nervous about talking to a friend that's not a believer about coming to church or about what you believe about the Bible, Jesus? It can be scary, right? We all get nervous doing that. I still get nervous doing that, right? 
I get nervous about the idea that like I should talk to people in the grocery store and be like, hey, orange juice, I like that too. You know what else I like? Jesus. <laughs> right? I love orange juice. Not as much as I love Jesus. Not as much as I love not going to hell. <laughs> you know where they don't have orange juice? Hell. Can I say that word? No. It can be scary. When I was your age, man, I had, like, my youth, my youth leader, I'd go to camps, I'd go to conferences, and people would stand up on stage and they'd say the exact same things I'm saying right now. You got to understand, man. That's how people talked when I was in junior high. Yeah, man, bro, dude, what you got to understand, man? No, I, they didn't talk like that. I'm not, what? I don't even know what era that would be. Like, hey, man, maybe they were hippies. What's up, brother? Um, but they'd say the same things, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I totally need to do that. And I remember going to a conference one time, and they gave us a handout, and it had like three lines, and we give, we give you this, and we gave you this card, and it's got three lines on it, because I want you to think of three friends that you're going to write their name down on that card, and you're going to commit this year to inviting them to church, to commit to praying for them. And I was like, that's a great idea. And I wrote my friends' names down, and then I was like, nope, <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, I'll pray for them. I ain't going to tell them about it, though. Um, because I didn't want it, like, they would have been like, they probably would have cussed me out. So, um, yeah, that's real. Yeah, right? But this book is going to help us. I want you guys to, to buy them. We've got them in the back for sale. They're like five bucks. We'll order more if we run out, okay? But it's going to help us. We're going to walk through this all month long. And it's just this idea of like, how do we have a really easy way to take a conversation with someone and start to turn that conversation into a conversation about Jesus, okay? So we'll see in the book, there's people that, like, man, I was having this, I was talking to my friend, and he was telling me all about how bad his day was, and I started to, to just say, like, you know, I, I have bad days too, you know, who didn't have a bad day? No, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say, so. That's, it's not cheesy, okay? It's cool, all right? So pick this up tonight if you brought some money. Uh, we talked about the resource counter as well. We've got a picture of that, um, but we've got a ton of stuff back there, guys. There's free devos that you guys can grab one tonight. We've got all kinds of stuff for sale, okay? Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. All these changes that we made in this room— all the cool new stuff that we're doing, all the new logos, the new branding, the new lights, the new set, the new resources, all of that stuff. It's fun. It's awesome. But the most important thing is that your friends and you get to learn about and have a relationship with Jesus. That's why we're here. And the reason we have these shirts and this stuff is just to help you guys like, get excited be a team and work together. And so when you guys buy this shirt and we wear this shirt, us leaders wear these shirts and we're all wearing these shirts, we're on the same team together talking about like, man, let's do this. Every Tuesday night, we're going to link arms and we're going to do this together. You guys got that? Are you guys excited? Yes. Good. I know I am because that was like the, that was like the best pitch I could give over the last nine minutes. Okay. All right. So we're going to do this. We're going to talk about who you bring in, all right? So just a few more minutes, and then you guys are going to have an opportunity to hang out at the resource counter, check out some of the new stuff that we've got in here for you guys, all right? But I want to talk to you guys tonight about uh, who you bring in. Really, this series, what it's about is this word called evangelism. How many of you guys have heard the word evangelism before? All right? 
Most of you guys have. Most of us have, right? Some of us, maybe we haven't. Evangelism is just a big, old, churchy word that nobody really uses anymore. But basically what evangelism is, is it's sharing with other people Jesus. All right? It's like sharing with other people who Jesus is, telling other people about Jesus. All right? And so what we want to talk to you guys about tonight, what I want to do is I want to define evangelism, and I want to give us an idea of what evangelism isn't and what it is, okay? Because sometimes we get confused about what it is, right? And we get confused about why we should do it. Maybe we even, we evangelize or we tell people about Jesus, but we do it for the wrong reasons, with the wrong motivations. And so that's what we're going to quickly talk about tonight. So I'm going to tell you guys this story, okay? In Matthew chapter 25, if you brought your Bible, you can open it up to Matthew 25. If you don't have your Bible, it'll come up on the screen. Grab your outlines. The whole story's not on your outline, but you can be following along, okay? So this is Jesus talking. He's teaching people. It says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another just as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. So this is a picture that Jesus is painting, all right? It's a word picture that's he, that he's creating about when all the people appear before God in heaven, all the nations, people that believe in him, people that don't. When they appear before him, it's just like a shepherd, all right, or a farmer, when he goes out into his field and he needs to separate the sheep from the goats, all right? Because for some reason, you wouldn't want your sheep and your goats together. I don't really know why. I think the goats, like, butt the sheep with their horns, and sheep don't have them, and it's just bad, I guess. I think that's it. That's probably it, right? Goats are, goats are mean, and sheep are, well, they're mean too, but um, all right. So God's going to separate the believers from the non-believers, just like a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Verse 33, he will put the sheep on his right. Okay, I'll do your right, and the goats on the left, your left, right? Did I get that right? Okay, the, I'm going to mess that up. We'll just go with my right and my left, okay? Uh, then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me, right? So what God is saying is to the people that were like the sheep, those were the people he called righteous, right? Righteous means that they did the right thing. Okay? And so he goes, he's got this whole long list. When you saw me in prison, when you saw me hungry, you gave me food, like you helped me out. When you saw me naked, you were like, oh, Jesus, put some clothes on, right? You guys get that? And then those people, they'll say to him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? God, I would remember if you were hungry or thirsty and give you something to drink. When did we see you a stranger and take you in? Right? They're basically saying, like, God, that, I, I, don't, I don't really understand. I don't remember seeing you hungry and helping you because you're God, right? When did we see you a, na a stranger and take you in or without clothes and clothe you? Because that would stick in someone's mind if they were like, oh, remember that time we saw Jesus naked and we gave him some clothes? They would remember that, right? And they're like, I don't get it. When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And then the king will answer them. 
Truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Go ahead and go to the next slide. Then he will also say to those on the left, the goats, right? Depart from me, you who are cursed. I don't know why he's talking like that now, but he says, depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. That's probably hell. I'm just guessing. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you didn't take me in. I was naked and you didn't clothe me. Sick and in prison and you didn't care for me. Then they too will say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or without clothes or sick or in prison and not help you? See, it's kind of the same answer, but they're like, God, we would have, Jesus, if you were hungry, we would have helped you out, man. Like if you had just been like, guys, I'm hungry, we would have been like, okay, I got an idea. How about you turn some loaves and some fish into a bunch of food? (laughs) How about you do that? We saw you do it one time before, right? They're confused. They're like, we never saw that happen. And Jesus says that then the king will answer them, truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And they'll go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. All right. What the heck is Jesus talking about in this story? We got sheep, we got goats, we got nudity, we got it all. Right? Hunger. Uh, You know, hunger and nudity, just different. Different problems, you know, right? What is he trying to say? And you've got one group of people that Jesus is saying, you, man, because you fed the least, because you cared for the the worst people in the world, the, the people that mattered the least, because you did that, you were also caring for me. And you people that couldn't go out of your way to help someone in need, man, you, that shows me you don't even love me. If you don't love them, you don't love me. And if you do love them, you do love me. He's saying it's not about just serving God. It's about serving the people that God loves and God created. That's what evangelism is. That's what Jesus is telling us. It's not just about doing Something because you think it's the right thing to do. Because if Jesus came up to you and was like, hey man, I'm hungry. Can you buy me a cheeseburger? Every single one of us and every single person in the world, if God asked them for a cheeseburger, they'd buy him a cheeseburger. You'd be stupid not to do that for God. But when we don't do it for someone who needs it, we're saying, I don't love you enough. Does that make sense? I'm not saying go like hang out with every like sketchy person you see, but you guys get the idea. So this... This shows us the difference between what evangelism is and what evangelism isn't. So really quickly, just let me give you guys a couple things. So here's what evangelism is not. And this is what the goats were doing, the unrighteous people. Evangelism is not, fill this in, a way into heaven. Evangelism is not a way into heaven. See, these people, the goats, that thought, these are the people that thought they were doing the right thing. These are the people that when Jesus was alive, they would have been called Pharisees. They had the Bible memorized. They were above everybody else. They thought they were the best. They walked around telling other people, here's what you did wrong. Here's what you did wrong. I would never do that. I know better than that. That's what they thought. And they thought just following a certain set of rules was the way that they would get into heaven. I'm convinced that there's going to be a lot of people that when they meet God, they're going to be confused why they're not getting in. Because they're living 
in a way, they think they're doing the right thing. They think it's about just acts. They think it's about the way that they behave, right? But having a relationship with Jesus is so much more than that. We don't just follow a list of rules just so that we can win the prize at the end. That's not what it is. Which leads me to the next fill-in. Evangelism is not a chore. It's not go dust your room so that you can have a sleepover over the weekend. It's not do the dishes so that you can get your allowance. Evangelism isn't something that we do just so we can get something out of it. That's what these guys thought. That's what people who think it's all about them, that's how they live. They think, man, if I just do the right things, say the right things, pay for the right things, donate the right amount of money, then I'll get into heaven because I did the right thing. I just followed a certain list of rules. And I get to go to God with my resume and go, hey, look at how good I did. Look at all the things I did. And God's going to say, I don't care. You didn't do any of those things for me. You did all of those things for you. Do you guys get that? That's what evangelism isn't. It's not a chore that we do so that we can get into heaven. This is what Jesus had to say about it. Remember in verse 44, he says, then they too will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry? That's how they said it. When did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or without clothes or sick or in prison and not help you? They're indignant. They're confused. They don't even know. They're like, Jesus, that didn't happen. And remember, he went on to say, yeah, but you didn't do it for other people. You didn't do it for the people that I called you to love. It's not a chore that you do, so I'll be happy. God's saying, man, we don't, we don't spread the story of Jesus just so we can check a box. It's about other people. That's all it's about. So evangelism is, you can fill this in, Proof of our love for God. Proof of our love for God. So this fill-in and the next one, this is what this entire series is going to hinge on. It's proof of our love for God, and it's recognizing that life is not about you. It's proof of our love for God, and it's recognizing that life is not about you. You were not called here you were not created by God. Listen to me. You were not created to get yourself into heaven. You weren't. You can't do it on your own. God didn't create you with all of your special gifts, all of your, the things that excite you, all everything. We call it your shape. He didn't create you with all of that for you. He created it to love him and to love others. Those are our commandments. Jesus never once said, you guys know, remember when Jesus quotes the Shema, right? And the Shema goes, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And then it says, you know, you must love the Lord. Here's the first and greatest commandment. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and all your strength. The second is just like it. You must love yourself. You guys remember where it says that? It doesn't say that. It says you must love others. So evangelism is being affected by and captured by the story of Jesus Christ. By understanding what he's done for you. 
by starting to get a grip on what grace is and what that means for us, the forgiveness of our sins that we don't even deserve. Guys, I learn more about grace every single day. We learn about it every single day. Grace is something that we can never fully understand until we get to eternity with God. But evangelism is understanding that, man, I have something I don't deserve and I need other people to have it too. I need other people to have it too. God, I love you so much. I can't even begin to understand the gift you've given me through the death and resurrection of your son, your perfect son that never sinned, dying for my sins. I'll never understand that. I love you so much that I can't stop talking about it because I need everybody else to know it too. Right? Recognizing that life is not about you. It's about everybody else. That's what Jesus is saying in this story. It's not about you and what you did. It's about the people around you and whether or not you loved them. Right? In verse 40, It said, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. How do we show God that we love him? We love other people. How do I say, God, I could never get over the gift you've given me? I tell other people about it. Right? God, I love you more than anything. So I need to tell other people about you. In 1 Corinthians 9, verse 16, Paul, he's talking basically about evangelism, right? So Paul's this guy. You guys remember uh, Paul? Originally, his name was Saul. And his job, he hated Christians. His job was to like round up and arrest and kill Christians, right? Saul was like the opposite of a Christian. And then one day, Saul met God and had his life changed. So much so that God changed his name from Saul to Paul. Paul ended up writing the the majority of the New Testament. See, Paul's life was changed. He was captured by what he learned about Jesus. It hit him square in the face so much that it blinded him. And Paul, who at one time hated Jesus so much he killed people for saying they liked him, this is what he had to say about telling people about Jesus. For just preaching the gospel isn't any special credit to me. I couldn't keep from preaching it if I wanted to. I would be utterly miserable. Woe to me if I don't. Paul's saying, I was so changed by Jesus, I can't shut my mouth about it. I would be miserable if I did. The only thing I want to do is tell other people about Jesus and what he did for me. And that's exactly what Paul did. So what is evangelism? Evangelism is understanding what God did for you and being so captivated by it that you just can't shut up about it. You can't. You might need to learn to at some times, like I don't want you guys to be in like math class and be like, cool, Pythagorean theorem, awesome. Let's talk about Jesus real quick. Okay? Hey, teach, I got a thought. You guys are going to hell. And I know how to fix it. (laughs) Bye. We're almost done. If you get, okay, bye. All right. Sit down. Okay. But the point is, guys, that's what this series is about. Okay? So from here, what we want to talk about is how. (laughs) Because that might be your next question is like, "Eh, AJ, that was really motivating. 
pretty funny. Um, really well delivered. I appreciated it. <laughs> but how? So for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about how do we do that? What exactly does that look like? Who should I be talking to? All right? So I want you guys to be coming back. But my question that I want you to leave you guys with tonight is who you bring in. Next week, in September when we start small groups, who you bring in? Who's the person that doesn't know Jesus that needs to know Jesus? All right? Let me pray for you guys, and then you guys can uh, head over to the resource counter, hang out for a little bit, all right? Uh, If your parents are here, go get money from them and come back in, whatever, all right? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we love you so much, and uh, God, we are so thankful. Uh, Gosh, God, we are so thankful for what you've done for us, for the way that you've changed our lives. Uh, would Would we just... know more about your grace and your forgiveness every day? Um, Would we be so captured by it and captivated by it that that we have no choice but to share it with other people? God, I pray that this series, that as you teach us about how to evangelize, how to talk to our friends, and who we need to talk to, man, that our schools would be changed, our neighborhoods would be changed. God, that we would just see uh, a movement from you in our communities, God. We're believing that You can do huge things. God, I believe that every single student in this room was created by you to do great things for you. And God, would we start to see more of those things each and every week. God, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.